New days, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast, not BS. Told in semantic. Special dedication, all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sued in semantic. Yeah, man, Big up to the man, yeah. Sued in semantic. Another episode of Soothing Semantics. I am your host, Rafi Pinsky, and today we have Mariana on the episode on the show. Hi, Mariana, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. That's so exciting. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad <laughs> to hear. Uh, um, thank you for the compliments on the studio. I, I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, it's really neat. Thank I you. loved it. I mean, yeah. from, the, from the time I saw it on YouTube, I was actually, wow, that's cool. Thank so. you. Yeah, it took some time. Definitely took some time and some some brainstorming, but now that it's all said and done, you know, I, uh, it's funny how these things like come to, come into play, you know, mm-hmm. you put it, put some time into it, you put it together, it works and you, and that's it. You yeah. worked like, you thought about that, you had the idea. Yeah, yeah I had the, this is the look I, I had the, yeah, I had the wallpaper that I put together. Um, there are definitely podcasts that have the brick wall, so mm-hmm. I just like the urban vibe because I'm from New York and it kind of just feels like this, uh, gives this. Yeah, we gives don't have that many brick walls down here in Florida. Right, right. So it gives it this comfortable kind of city vibe. Mm-hmm. And I got the random pictures and, you know, I put it together and here we are. Yeah, so great. thank you. I appreciate that. So for all of you listeners, Marianne has a very fascinating story. She originally grew up in Brazil. Correct. And found herself, found a love for Judaism. And she is, she was once Catholic and now Jewish. So, you have the floor. Tell us about the story. <laughs> give us your, give us your, uh, you know. Uh, so I basically grew up in the countryside of Brazil. Mm-hmm. You know, when people think of Brazil, they think of Rio, São Paulo, and I am from one of those places. I grew up in a small town. My family lives in a town that has ten thousand people. Non-religious Catholic family. You know, you're just. I would say your regular Brazilian family, but I don't know if those terms will relate to that. Mm-hmm. I was never exposed to any Jews until I actually got to Miami, which was 12 years ago. Um, obviously, I heard about it. Uh, I studied about Holocaust, and I, I read and Frank's diary and all of the good stuff, but I've never seen one live in person until... You never saw one of those Jews. Not once, huh? <laughs> I never saw, by the way, I never saw a Spanish, not saw, I never really knew Spanish Jews, like Latin Jews, until I came to Miami. Maybe a couple, but I didn't really, I heard about them, but now you come down here and all these Jews are speaking Spanish. Not even Spanish. in Israel? Hmm? Not even in Israel? In Israel, yes, but a lot of them are converts, mm-hmm. or, you don't really see it much, mostly converts. You don't really see people who are kind of always Jewish. But here it's it's common, especially in Aventura. Oh yeah. I'm used to it by now. Now it's like I'm surprised that the Jew doesn't speak Spanish in this area. Like how come don't you? Like I'm the one I'm one of the rare Jewish people here that doesn't speak Spanish, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so go on. Twelve years ago I made my move. Brazil straight to Miami. I really never lived anywhere else in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for 10 years, I lived in Miami Beach, right a little north of 41st Street. If people know Miami Beach well and they know 41st Street, they know how religious I am talking. 
uh, how the community is really... Like Tower 41. Exactly. I, I was on 57 in Collins, I was not on Tower 41, but pretty close to it. Yeah, anyone and who's, any, any religious Jew that no. goes to Florida for on vacation, anyone from New York or New Jersey, Tower 41 is, is known. Yeah. As the religious tower. Like yeah. The religious Jewish tower. Exactly. So, um, it didn't happen overnight. I actually, I got to do everything that someone who comes in their early, mid-twenties to Miami do. Mm -hmm. You know, I lived the whole Miami lifestyle. And I think that actually led me to wanting to find something else. Because at the end of the day, I found myself living a not a so purpose life. So you came to Miami before this whole Jewish thing came to be, and you were like living, you know, you were partying and the whole nine yards, you know, like I I knew Miami Beach like the back of my hand. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then, funny enough, one day I started working in Sunny Isles Beach at a real estate office in one of the Sunny Isles plazas that happened to be right uh, by Mozart, and Mozart is a well-known kosher sure. restaurant. And I think that's when we first started, because I started meeting Israelis and I started meeting, like, just, you know, other, pe other people outside of the Brazilian community. Not that I'm only exposed to the Brazilian community, but I wasn't really, even though I was living so close to Tower 41, I wasn't really exposed to, to the Jewish community until I started working close to the Mozart Cafe and grab me some to go from then. <laughs> so, wow, okay. So that's what brought you to... So what about them, what about seeing them and interacting with them brought you closer to them? Well, then when I started meeting people and making new friends, I, I remember the first time that someone invited me over for a Shabbat dinner, like the whole... I, I had no idea oh, what was what going on. It Shabbat was just so funny. The Shabbat dinner. The Shabbat dinner. But isn't it so funny, like, doing? Why are they washing their hands like that? Uh, why do we have to stand and nobody talks after, you know? <laughs> oh, Judaism gets a lot weirder than that, Mariana. You know now you're Jewish. I know <laughs> But it was just so interesting. But what really, what caught my eye was like how some people, they have so much purpose and they're so willing to give and they're so just overall good people. It's not that I haven't met them like good people before. You know, I don't want people to get the, the wrong idea. But I guess the crowd that I was exposed to before, I mean, the party club, the partying like, mm. lifestyle did not. Were you doing that? Were you doing that a bit in Brazil as well? Uh, a little bit in my college years, yes. Okay, so it wasn't, so why in Brazil was it okay there? But when you came here, you kind of, meaning you enjoyed it for some time and then it kind of got old, right? It got old, yes. So why, why did that happen here but not there? Do you go on? Or maybe it did, I'm just kind it of... It did happen there. I actually, from a very young age, ever since I was in my teens, I, I was always asking, like, it's got to be something, you know, like a force that it's like a major thing that is moving us all. Like, we can't be here just because, mm -hmm. you know. But obviously, I think I just got caught up in college years and studying and the whole moving from Brazil to America. I was just busy mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. focusing on other things that I kind of put those questions aside. But even my, my mother says, like I was always questioning and asking. My mom didn't have that answers. Uh, we really never went to church unless people were getting married. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of upbringing that I had. And I always found that Catholicism in a way was very, it was either you go to heaven or hell. You know, it's not like the concept of Baal Shuva. You can always come back to God and better yourself as a person and those around you. I, I kind of felt like I had no shot in with Catholicism. There's no Catholicism. with Catholicism. Can you, isn't the whole, you know, Father, uh, I've sinned and there, There is, and there is a confession that you do with the priest, but it's, it's really not the same. I was always scared. <laughs> It's just like, I'm not good enough. I'm going to go straight to hell. Sorry. <laughs> you know? I've accepted. I might, I might have to go there for a couple of months at least. <laughs> I'm just like, I've prepared my tank tops and my, my, my shorts, and I'm just like, all right, it's going to get hot. That's why I moved to Miami from New York. To get used to it, right? To get used to it, yeah. To 80 degrees. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it's 170 degrees down there, I already moved down south, so I'm already going, you know, Anyway, this joke's not funny, so I'm not going to stress it any longer. <laughs> I think it was it was fun. How, it's funny how bad it was, but anyway. Uh, so needless to say, I might be going there for some time. Hopefully not. We'll see. You know, but uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you came to. You joined the tribe, though. Me too. I'm actually very happy. It hasn't been that long. It's going to be two years now. Next place up. So. Um, I would think you've been Jewish for a lot longer though. Because two years, and you seem to know so much. Yeah, thank God, I know a lot of things. I, I have very good teachers, very good mentors. I had a loving community that taught me so much. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them. That's fantastic. So, so kind of, not shifting, because we're still on the same topic, but, you know, I still, uh, you were going into, I just made that corny hell joke, but I didn't want you to go off track in how you, how you, you know, moved here, you were in Miami Beach, you met Jews, and, and you know, what kind of happened after that? You know, what what made you decide to say, okay, that's it, uh, Judaism makes sense to me, uh, I want to be Jewish. Well, when did that happen? So there there was a, an aha moment of people that know me, they have heard that story so many times. Sorry, peeps, you're going to have to be here one more time. Uh, there was that moment that kind of like opened my eyes and I was just like okay this is it I'm so next thing I knew I was going to Israel to check out with my own eyes if that's that what it was amazing yeah um so it all started like I started meeting people around 2015 so I moved to Miami December 2008 mm-hmm. and around 2015 that was a like long time that I was partying right that's when I started being more exposed to um, Judaism and, and started making Jewish friends. And then Sukkot of 2016, mm-hmm. uh, that a specific day, I it was Chol of Sukkot. And I was having a not so good day. You know, everything was going wrong. Have have had one of those, right? We've, we've had a couple of All those. Of yeah. yeah. We've had a few of those in our, in our day. So just making a long story short, um, that day I was sent to run an errand for the boss that I had at the time against my real wife, but she didn't want to do it. And I remember <laughs> coming back to the office 
I was working right by the Mozart Cafe. Mm -hmm. I parked my car at the plaza and I started having a conversation. I was alone in the car. I started having a conversation with God. I didn't realize I was having a conversation with God. I was just kind of like dancing alone in the car. And uh, after 10 minutes, I will never forget it. After 10 minutes, I was just like, I don't even know who I'm talking to you because you never listen to me anyway. You don't even know that I exist. Turn off the car, you know, like turn off the EC, the radio. The radio was turned off already. But anyway, off I go. And I had a lot of things on me, uh, my cell phone, my bag, some things I was carrying back to the office. You're saying and in your car? I was in my car. Oh, well, you, well, women always have messy cars, it's fine. No. <laughs> oh, you don't know my I'm car. Gonna, I'm going to get messed up for this. No, I, always, I always make fun of like any, any girls I'm friends with. A nice amount of them have messy cars, and I always joke about it. Because you bring your house with you in the car. Well, you know, I'm going to have a couple of shoes and stuff there, but they're... <laughs> so <laughs> accurate. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, go on, go on. And then um, as I walk back to the office, looking down at my phone, what happened was this Hasidic Jew approached me with a love. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole thing, yard, sisset, kippah, kapata, the whole thing. And he was like, oh, hey, hi. I was so happy. I was just like so witty. Do you want to shake the love? And then I look at him. You're like a who? I knew what a love was, though. I knew it was to call it, you know, like I was very aware of what was going on. And, uh, and I was just like, no, I am not Jewish. And he looks at me and he says, it's okay. You're going to shake it anyway. I'm going to say the bracha and you're going to repeat it right after me. And as cliche as it sounds. Oh, he asked you to do it even though he knew you weren't Jewish. Listen, right now, looking back, uh, there are a couple of things that could have happened, you know, in this 60 second interaction that I had with him. Knowing those um, Chabad guys that approach people, like, hey, are you Jewish? Do you want Shabbat candles? Do you want a, a, a menorah? I know that when people say, I'm not Jewish, they just go like, okay, have a good day, and they walk away. He could have done that. Uh, I know that he wouldn't have me say, I know now, I didn't know it back then, I know that he wouldn't have me say a bracha with, uh, like, not being Jewish. So he just probably said something, you know, like, in Hebrew that I wouldn't say the name of God, but still, like, he, he made me, like, he helped me, and that's when the cliche part kicks in, because I felt right at the moment that God was, like, talking to me directly, and he was like, you think I'm not listening to you? Yes, I am, and I'm going to change your life. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's mind-blowing, because you're right, a normal circumstances... Lubavitch, I, I want to make some people aren't Jewish. Yeah, some people don't know. So, um, Chabad are a group of Jewish people that, I'm going to keep this very short and sweet, wonderful group of Jewish people, and they, I don't like to uh, single Jews out and say that I like some more than others, but I, Chabad people are some of my favorite people. They really I are. I know, I love them. I love them. So anyway, they and I'm not Chabad, so they go all over the world, they have rabbis in almost every single corner of the world, and... You know the joke, know, right? No, what is it? What you can find everywhere, McDonald's in a Chabad house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a special thing, it's such a beautiful thing. You, if you're Jewish, you're never alone. Most places in the world, there's, there's, there's a Chabad there. They set up houses, they set up a Chabad house, 
They have they generally have a restaurant or two there because some people who like to vacation or travel that area will congregate towards the Chabad because mm-hmm. that becomes the center of that city or town or whatever. And a tiny little community builds. And depending on where it is, sometimes in a more popular place, you know, the community will get bigger and bigger. They are just people who are always there for you. They're always giving. Above and beyond. It's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal what they do. And they, they're not there to try to convert you. Their goal is not that whatsoever. They just try to strengthen people's connection with God. And they make it easy for you. They, they, they give it to you on a silver platter with, with a smile on, your, on their face. Mm-hmm. And they do it in such a loving way where I, don't, I never feel like it's, it's not like, oh, be, be a Jew. Uh, yeah. No, there's it's no like, judgment. Look how wonderful this is. Would, are you interested in joining me for dinner? And it's like, of course, you know? <laughs> And they do this in such a wonderful way where you, you, you get where I'm, you, of course you know because this is pretty much what gave you that aha moment. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful story. I, I did, I'm really happy you shared that. So, so uh, ultimately you felt that God was, God was speaking to you, he was sending you this I message. I did. Right. And so this is something like, that's one, I always say like when I repeat this story, it's so cliche. But... Connecting to God can be cliche, you know, it's something like, it doesn't matter what I say, other people are never going to feel what I feel what I felt. A hundred percent. But I, I, I feel like it was very real, like, I'm, it's, I'm not trying to interrupt, I just, it's, it's uh, relatable. I kind of had the opposite experience, not the opposite, but I grew up modern Orthodox, mm-hmm. and now more traditional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's my own, I don't like to say battle, because it's not a battle in any way, I don't feel like I'm battling with God, but... I'm kind of in my own place with God, and I'm, I'm very spiritual, and I'm always thinking about, throughout my day, I'm always thinking about, uh, and I can't say always, I'm not going to sit here and exaggerate, but a nice percentage of my day, I'm thinking about what God has planned for me, and what, I, what I'm doing, and what I'm not doing, not and that kind of being honest with myself about like whether I should or shouldn't be doing certain things. And I don't, I don't go to, to, to synagogue, I don't go to shul really, I really don't go at all. But I have this connection with him mentally, where mm-hmm. I speak to him, and I, and I feel very, very strongly that, that we have this connection. Um, but it's just, uh, I guess it's the kind of thing where I grew up having it my whole life, and I don't know, I guess I, I just like took a certain direction. And it's interesting that we grew up in totally different places with totally different experiences, and you're now finding religious, you know, Orthodox Judaism, and I had it my whole life. Right. But I guess I also didn't have this, this calling to it. I, I was born into it. So in a way, I, I didn't learn to appreciate it the same way you did, maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe... I mean, I did, in many respects. I've mm-hmm. had beautiful experiences throughout my life. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's the kind of thing I, I can't really... I can't really explain. I'm kind of like where I am now, and I'm and I'm okay with it. This is this has so far been like very very eye opening, because I've actually never had this kind of discussion with with. I've talked about chuvas, but I've never really spoken to someone who's converted. Oh really? No. But so, you have met then? Yeah. Sure, I've met plenty of converts, but I've like I would see them in a shul, mm-hmm. but I never really like sat down with them and had a deep discussion as to what made them do that. Because that's a most people won't. Most people will never change religions. So it's a, it's, it's a completely, completely change of lifestyle. Right, it's more like religion. It's, you know, I move my life around uh, because of the religion. Like, I, I, I don't think as a Catholic I would have done that. Yeah, for sure. That makes any sense. 
Yeah, it's it's unreal. So so back to this. So so he you shook the love, right? And the love is is if any of you have noticed, uh, there's this, this the holiday we're talking about. Sukkot is with the, one of those huts. So all you have to do if you don't know what I'm talking about is search uh, Google S U K K O T. It's a holiday um, in October time. It's usually October. October, yes. October. Yeah. Mid October. <laughs> Anyways, mid October, and I grew up doing this my whole life, and I'm I'm brain farting. Anyways, mid-October, we sit in these huts. not going to go through the whole thing. I want to stay on track. But we have these, these what's called the, the four, the albuminin, these four... Species. Yeah, so, so basically we have, we have a willow branch, and we have a, a type of lemon. It's a different kind of uh, uh, fruit altogether called an etrog. And then we have uh, another thing called hadassim and aravot. And they're, all, they're also different kinds of plants. And they're put together, and it's a very interesting concoction. To, to non-Jew, it kind of just doesn't make any sense. Right. But it's, there is a, it signifies, uh, you know, this entire holiday kind of just signifies us not having a home when we were roaming in the desert after Egypt, and, and uh, God had a cloud pr- protecting us. Um, and this sukkah, this covering, this temporary home, kind of symbolizes the cloud, you know, God's yeah. way of watching over us. And, and all of these things encompass that. Um, so it's, a, it's it's definitely a very special holiday. They all are. So I'm, you know, I'm just they giving are, them, but Sukkot is just lovely. I love Sukkot. It's very nice. So, so yeah, so go back to you. So then after he got you to, sh- to, to, to shake the love, what was, um, you know, what, what happened after that day? What happened after you, you shook it? You know, what... So I immediately text some friends of mine mm-hmm. and I told them and they were like no way that did not happen right. I was like yes it was mind-blowing right at the moment I, I remember walking to the office with a completely different vibe as you say you know mm-hmm. like at five minutes ago I was just like so moody and having such a bad day and then here I am like so excited and normal people not that we're not normal but like other people were like what are you so excited about? Right, you just shook something. Like, what are you so exactly. excited about? Exactly. What's the big deal? Right. You know? Uh, so, next thing I know, I am booking a trip to Israel. I had never been before. Well, when you say next thing you know, how soon are we talking? Like a few uh, weeks later? A couple weeks later, I am booking a flight and started to look into places, what I wanted to do, where mm-hmm. I wanted to go. And uh, <clears throat> that wasn't so soon. That actually happened. October 16, 2016, I went to Israel in May 2017. That was mm-hmm. the first time I, I visited. And and I started diving in and meeting more people. I, I was actually now putting more effort on meeting more people and going to more dinners and, you know, like I just wanted to get as close to, to Jews as I could to see if there was for me. and. Shortly after I came back from Israel, I looked for a dating to to start a process, which took a couple of years. Wow. Yeah. So what was first of all it's incredible. Thank you. What was being at the at the Western Wall, the Kotel like the first time? I always say that we cannot put into words what it feels like to be in Jerusalem, right? Amazing, right? It's amazing. The whole atmosphere is just like how can you explain that? And going to the hotel, it was just, it was the most amazing thing. 
Yeah. I cry my eyes out. It's it's just so beautiful. Uh, my first time was, was amazing. It's funny. Some people don't have it. Did some, you go as a kid? Some people don't have it, right? I didn't go as a kid. I went when I was uh, 18, 18, 19. Mm -hmm. It's my first time in Israel. Mm -hmm. I, I, first time on a plane was at 18, so... Uh, went on birthright, first time. Oh, okay. So Israel, the first time I was in Jerusalem, just, it was beautiful. It was so amazing for me. I had a really strong spiritual connection. For me too. Western Wall, yeah, I, I kissed it. I, I was definitely a little teary. I wasn't like bawling or anything, but I was definitely, you know, it was definitely an emotional moment. Put my hands on the wall and I was like, wow, this is... You feel it. Yeah, it's, it's you know, I think realistically... Not to negate what you're saying, because I felt very emotional too, mm -hmm. but you have to want to connect to it. I think maybe you can say some people just feel it automatically, but I think you have to have a desire to connect to it. Because if you so just, true. if you're not Jewish or you just don't really have a religious calling and you just go there, you might feel that there's some significance to it, but you might be like, okay, this is a wall that's important to a group of people. Some people don't really have... I think some people, maybe genetically or whatever it is, have a more of a sh strong spiritual uh, connection to things than others. I think some people are very spiritual and very emotional, and other people are just kind of like, eh, it's just a wall. Exactly. You know, and I think that's something that I've accepted and, and, and come to, you know, I think that's something, like I said, something I've accepted uh, over the course of my life. Some people just don't, there's not much you can do. They don't really see these things. But I think that even Jews, some Jews feel that way. And I'm telling, telling you that because I just recently, oh, a year ago actually, mm -hmm. I went to Israel as a madricha for birthrights. And some people in my bus just, you know. Nothing. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. So for some people, they don't see the temple. And, you know, this was where the, the, one of the temples were. And, well, both of them. And, and this is, uh, you know... That's the heart and soul. Like yeah, we, this is, we this is like the holiest facing, place. Right? Right. But yeah. This is the holiest place in Judaism, and so much has gone on here, so many wars, and we fought to keep it so many times. For them, they're just, they grew up in New Jersey, they went to college, <laughs> they go to Israel for free. Their real intention is to go party and have a good time in yes. reality and have a free trip. They don't have a connection to Judaism. They they they're Jewish by blood. They grew up Jewish, but they have they don't read Hebrew. Mm -mm. They couldn't read a word of Hebrew. They don't eat anything kosher. They don't dress in a Jewish way. They don't do anything Jewish. So for them, this is just like oh yeah, this is like Jewish stuff that I heard about. Yeah, so exactly. It doesn't really mean anything. It's it's interesting. I don't want to say it's sad because you know some people might get back to it. Some others might not, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I would feel a little sad if I hadn't felt anything myself. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, spirituality is beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. No matter what it is, no matter whether you're Buddhist, Hindu, Jewish, Muslim, you know, if you're connected in a spiritual way to a higher power, I used to always think, because we grew up, when you grow up, uh, I think in any religion, you kind of feel like you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you get older, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, I've come to honor any religion and any religious group that as long as they aren't harming another group, as long as they're doing something harmoniously, 100%. I'm like, that's beautiful. When mm -hmm. I see Muslims, first of all, I think the Muslim cult of prayer is beautiful. I really think it is. 
especially when the uh, they call him the, the Azan, pretty mm-hmm. sure it's the Azan, and the uh, the cult of prayer is called the Muazin, I'm pretty sure. So, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, so they, I love how it sounds. I think it's beautiful. So, when you see them doing that, when you see them bowing in unison, they're all bowing, and thousands of people are bowing together, it's, cool. it's a beautiful thing. Right. When I was younger, I used to be like, ah, that's, that's, kind of like an enemy group because you kind of think that Arabs and Jews, the, the Israel-Palestine, blah, blah, blah. And then you get older and you realize like, it's all stupid. We're all connecting to God in our own way. We're all religious. Cousins people. at the end of the day. Huh? Cousins at the end of the day. Right? I know, but that's just a sibling, sibling rivalry. Right. And when, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm just realizing there's beauty in all of it. It's just a different way of serving God. And, it's, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing at all. Nothing else, yeah. just your own version. And I think it's I think it's all beautiful. So one thing that I find interesting is that you I mean maybe it was a lot of it was situational because maybe who knows, maybe if you moved to a different state and there were a bunch of religious Muslims. Exactly. What if I had gone to Utah instead of South Florida, you know what I mean? Mormons. Yeah. Could be. But that was you could argue that that was God. God decided that Mariana's gonna be Jewish, I'm gonna put her in a Jewish community. And that was your fate. That was your destiny. It, was... it really was. And I, like, I am a firm believer that there are like no coincidences. So right. I think I came to the right place. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think coincidences are a thing either. I agree with you. It's it's wonderful. So now, okay. So so you shook the lulav. You had that aha moment. You got when you, on your trip to Israel. You saw the Kotel for the first time. It was an eye-opening experience for you. You became a madricha on birthright. Madricha is, is uh, basically uh, a madrich for a guy, a madricha for a woman. Hebrew has uh, masculine and feminine. So they're basically tour guides. Either tour guides or, or, or uh, in other forms, you, someone who gives direction, a leader of sorts. So you did that. And how, how long were you... Did you do that for for birthright? I actually just went once. I went last winter. Oh. Actually, actually after the the whole conversion thing, um, I did go to Israel prior to being a Madriha and after I went the first time mm-hmm. as well. So I've been a few times. Well, basically, what happened after I came back from Israel the first time, I was just like, okay, I'm sold. Wow. I'm sold. I'm gonna look for you know like ways to do it, and uh, and man, so many people was like, why? <laughs> Like, are you sure? <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's wild. Okay, so 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 you did that, and what was the conversion process like? Why did you choose Orthodox Judaism? Quite a few different reasons. Um, I felt that the Orthodox Judaism was really going to teach me what I wanted to learn, mm-hmm. and I am passionate about Hasidic, like the Hasidic. Mm-hmm. You know, like books and texts. Um, I think it's beautiful. Uh, I think I, I knew that I was I wasn't going to be exposed to that kind of a spiritual environment by doing here in the U.S. what's known as a reform conversion or a conservative conversion. Uh, I also knew that Judaism comes from the mother. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to be considered 100% Jewish in all spectrums, I, I needed to go through an Orthodox mikvah, mm-hmm. you know? It's just, it is what it is. Uh, this is very important to me. I didn't do this for 
you know, like not to lead a Jewish life. I want to like in the future, God willing, have children and raise them Jewish and have a Jewish home, you know, kosher home. So I, I also knew that that was necessary. Yeah. I do want to move to Israel one day. And I, I know how, how it is in Israel if you just didn't or like a conservative, like not an orthodox conversion. And like I know people that cannot get married in Israel under a chupa because they have not done an orthodox. You know, there, there were a lot of things. I, I, I took a lot of time thinking about all of that. Because I obviously had people like, oh, just be conservative, you're going to be fine, you know. And I was just like, no, like, if I'm going to do something else. And I'm not saying that the other ones are not right. Mm -hmm. that's, that's really not what I'm trying to say. But I was just like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it at 100%. You know, like everything else that I do in my life, mm -hmm. or I try to do. <laughs> so, yeah, basically. Okay, awesome. So you chose Orthodox Judaism. Where would you say... You mentioned you like Hasidic texts and practices. So, do you do you want to become a lot more religious? It's a funny question because it's it such is. a subjective question. Yeah. Because it's like, what does that mean? But as, as religious Jews, we all have like this idea of what that means. It kind of means like you become, you dread, you you, you cover yourself more. You yes. You follow a lot more rules. You know you. You might pray more, whatever the case is. Do you eventually, would you be open to being Hasidic? Or are you modern Orthodox? Are you kind of the black hat style? It's very funny. There's such, it's such an interesting question. Um, and arguably kind of silly. But what do you... Where, first of all, if you, I hate titles. But if you had to title, somebody asked you, what category of Orthodox Jew would you kind of put yourself in if you had to? I think I consider myself modern okay. Orthodox, okay. Uh, just because, like I, I am not opposed to seeing my friends and giving them a hug if I feel like, you know what I mean. Okay. And uh, like I cover myself a lot more. I actually changed my whole closet mm -hmm. when I started the conversion. But if I have to show a little bit more of my arms, I will. What do you mean if you have to? Like if. Not if I have to, but if I am in a situation that maybe my sleeves are not quite as long, like I'll, I'm not gonna feel uncomfortable doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have to, I didn't, I didn't put it. Right. Yeah, I was kind of lost yeah. by that. I was like, yeah, no, no, that was my fault. But uh, I'll be comfortable just wearing something that is not as cover up as this. Uh, although, like, I wear a skirt 100 percent of my time. Um, so yes, I. This is kind of your happy place. Modern Orthodox, you think, is where, mm -hmm. you, where you like it. Yeah. I personally think that's a very healthy medium. I'm not going to sit here and say what's best, because I grew up pretty much Modern Orthodox. There were periods when I was younger where I, I was kind of more than that, only because in Brooklyn, New York, there aren't so many options. I know. In, Bro in Brooklyn, and Flatbush specifically, and mm -hmm. Midwood, most of the, the Jewish schools are very religious. So my grandmother personally, who raised me, she was modern. Always, but she didn't want me to go to a school that wasn't religious, so she wanted to make sure I went to an Orthodox school. So I, I didn't go to very religious schools, but I went to like kind of more towards the black hat side, mm -hmm. but not like too far. So it was like not modern, but not like whole wow, 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 religious. And then, as a, then when I went to high school, I ended up going to a modern school because mm -hmm. it, was, it was one of the few modern schools. 
So did then, you choose hmm? the high school? For high school, I went to a modern. modern but issue. did you actually choose? Like yeah. this is what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went for ninth grade. I went to a very religious school actually, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that was in the five towns in New York. If you're familiar with that, yeah. Did not like the school. Got along with everybody very well. Like I was friendly with everyone, but I didn't like how religious it was. I just wasn't interested. So uh, I ended up going to a different school, and for from tenth grade to twelfth grade. And that was like, I loved it there. It, yeah. was like, it was perfect for me. Loved it. So then I found myself, you know, I was modern for a while. Then I went to the army. After the army, I, it was even about a year before the army, but um, I started to just kind of, there were a lot of things I was doing robotically that I wasn't really connecting with. And I was like, why am I doing these things if they're not, they're just going through the motions. So, People would argue, okay, it doesn't mean you should get rid of it completely. I don't, I'm not really here to answer to anybody. But for me, it's just that I, I can work I, I, With what I'm serious about, I'm serious about. My connection with God, I'm, I'm serious about. The other things that just aren't huge things for me, you know, I'm, like I said, ultimately I'm at a place where I'm at and at the moment I'm comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And who knows where life will go, you know what I mean? What matters to me most is that I'm an extremely proud Jew. I connect with it immensely. I plan on giving my children and family a Jewish upbringing. I want to send them to, to yeshiva, a private school, uh, a, a very modern school, but nonetheless a Jewish school. And, uh, you know, that to me is an absolute non-negotiable, non yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's where I'm at. So, never, like I said, I never know where life will go, but... So, you know, I was just kind of explaining my, my side. So, moderate, you, you, would you say that you're pretty content at, on the religious level? I am. That's awesome. That's I'm good. very happy. Like, I'm happy when it comes Friday. I can love lighting my candles. I absolutely so nice. love it. Uh, so, I'm happy to prep for it, you know. Shabbat is so special. It is. It really is. Like, I, I don't think, I never really, like, understand. You don't get to understand what it really is until you leave it. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. And it's so special. Yeah, Shabbat is a beautiful thing. I'm more traditional about it. Mm -hmm. I still like to do the Shabbat meals, but that's one thing I'm definitely open to doing. Like, when I find that person, I don't know if I'm going to do it until I do. That's a funny thing. Like, until I find that my significant other, I don't know if I'm going to go back to not using a phone at all or driving or whatever it is. But, um,. I definitely feel that it's a different time than the rest of the week because I don't I don't work. On it, it is right. It is a different time, totally. Yeah. And I yeah. So Shabbat's an incredible time, and I think taking religion out of it, the concept of of putting your phone down for a day from sun, from sundown to sundown, you're not using your phone. It's it's, it's such it's a healthy thing. Day. You're saying no to work. You're saying no to all these weekly activities. You're spending time with family, mm -hmm. you're connecting with God spiritually, you're having family time, you're having dinner time, and you're you're taking a day to just relax and take a breath. And pe there are other people that are just going seven days a week, 24-7, work, 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 this, this, this. You burn out. You, you lose it eventually. Mm -hmm. It's only a matter of time where you, you bug. And uh, that's one thing where, uh, you know, a lot of Jewish teachings from thousands of years ago, are still applicable today, and that's what definitely gives me a a feeling that 
that the Torah was uh, Torah was definitely something given by God. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. It's it's like it's one of those things that it's one of those things that I always ask questions about because it's like I want more proof, but right. you know, I I definitely choose to have faith. So same here. Yeah. Yeah. So now uh, you know now that you kind of went through now that you went through being modern orthodox, you're at a content place, you love Shabbat, what are your, do you expect to move to Israel at some point soon? I do. I really want to move to Israel. Uh, It's funny, I don't like to like talk about my future plans with people, here I am in the podcast. (laughs) We don't have to if you don't want to. No, no, I will, but um, I think it's important to for like for every Jew to go back to Israel. You know, I believe in what Israel stands for. Um, I mean, we've seen and we we have seen what happens when Israel is not there. Talk about the Holocaust. You know, less than a than a century ago. And and I am um, and I believe that every Jew should go to Israel one day. So yes, I do have plans to go to Israel. They are not short-term plans. I, I have a couple things that I have to do here. Maybe more than a couple things that I need to take care of here in Miami, like in, for my life before I move. But yes, I I wanna have children and give them a life that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. You know, like children that are gonna be able to be proud of being Jewish, um, raised in a state where holidays are public, celebrated, you know? That's like, the thing I miss, by the way. Yes. For sure, that's the thing I miss. I miss how the Christmas here is Hanukkah Hanukkah there. It's Hanukkah there. Yes. The same way it's all over TV. You just see it on the buses there. You see it in in the malls. You see it all over. You know, all of the houses have Hanukkah. You Mm -hmm. know, menorahs, menorahs, and um, that's very special. It's something I definitely miss. Okay, so it's so interesting because I, I'm like on the America boat. It's so wild how like we have Israel. I, I personally don't know if I'll ever live there. It's, it's, I'm like really? saying it openly. Yeah. For me, it's for me largely it's a business thing mm-hmm. because I'm so focused on uh, on creating success in business, and it's much harder there. So yeah, I've heard. If if that's like a goal, it's like being if you're trying to like make a considerable amount of money and trying to really build a business, it's, it's definitely harder there. But if that's not a main focus of spirituality, of just being in the, the Jewish homeland is, is, you know, the most important thing, then that trumps that. And it doesn't have to be the most important thing. Um, I definitely want to have a house there. I want to own real estate there just to help build, you know, just be a part of it. And I definitely would want to be there part of the year. Oh, that would be lovely. You know, so God willing, I, there's, and I know exactly where I'd want to buy. Yeah. Like I have a, yeah, I have a few locations of if I were to have a house where I would have that house. Mm-hmm. So that's for sure something. And who knows, maybe I will at some point in my life. It's definitely one of the few places I would live. It's just a question of where I'm holding. So like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm open to where life goes, because who knows, but it's beautiful that you're, that you're looking to do that. I would be happy to, to give you some advice. Oh, or, I would love that. Because I, I know that country pretty well. <laughs> so I can definitely, I, I didn't live there as a civilian, but I can, I mean, I did somewhat, but I can definitely like give you some, some ideas. Of course. Yeah. Suggestions are always, sure. always welcome. Absolutely. So, uh, Mariana, 
Thank you so much for uh, joining me on, on the episode. Thank you. And my pleasure. It was very, 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 uh, it was a very eye-opening conversation. Because like I said, I've never actually sat down with someone for almost an hour and discussed their their conversion story and you know why you decided to become Jewish. Something, it's pretty wild. It is, trust me. <laughs> um, um, it's, it's nice to have you as part of the family, part of the tribe, and uh, I hope you get to make your, your move to Israel at some point. Amen. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This has been another episode of Soothing Semantics. Make sure to tune in, as always, every single Monday for more episodes. Thank you so much. Until next time.